The Block Talk podcast started because of my passion for the property management industry. I wanted to start a conversation and add some value within the industry with a diverse range of people and professionals who can add something extra. As we start out, my aim is that the podcast offers some useful insight into a variety of views, opinions, thoughts, and foresights from our guests who include business leaders and industry experts. If you enjoy the podcast and want to find out any other information, head on over to brianwelsh.co.uk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Block Talk podcast with me, Brian Welsh and Jax Bruce. Today, we are pleased to welcome Brian McManus onto the, onto the podcast. Brian is an executive director at Spears Gumley and has been with the company since 1996. He was previously vice president of the PMAS and served on the council for over 10 years, predominantly involved in education training. I think I've known Brian probably since 1998, actually. Um, so hello, Brian. Good to have you on. Thanks for coming. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, and thanks for having me on. I've been uh, I've been looking forward to it since I was invited because I haven't seen you for a while, <laughs> and you're not seeing me on this either. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Um, so let's can we talk about let's talk about this first of all. Can we talk about the photographs of you and the team on the Spears Gumley about page? Absolutely. Yeah. Would you want to talk about? Tell me what the um, tell me what the what it is behind all of those those photographs. Because they're, they're, not, they're not your normal corporate photos on a website, are they? Absolutely, and that's that's the whole point of them. So um, what, 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 what do you think of them? What's your reaction when you see them? I love them. I think they're very quirky. Well, that's it. I mean, that's most that's very similar to the feedback we always get about it. And as much as these ones are, obviously, we revamped the website, I think, last year we relaunched this one. Um, but even previous to that, the, the previous website, all the about us photos and the sort of meet the team photos were a wee bit different. Oh. Um, you know, we had staff who, I think Ian was in reception, kind of putting a golf ball, we had, you know, a few other sort of quirky things as well. And it was, again, the whole focus of this is to, to show that, you know, we're not just a kind of faceless company. We do have personalities and we're, you know, we want to do something a wee bit different. But on top of that, they are a real talking point. And it seems, you know, you do analytics on your website and stuff and, those those photos are the ones that are the kind of the most visited, so they they seem to be working, which is good. And it's good fun doing them, which is the is the the company we deal with and have dealt with for a very long time. Um, they came up with some weird and wonderful ideas, and um, the good thing is there's always sort of buy-in from folk. Then they tell you what they're asking you to do, and initially yeah. you're a wee bit apprehensive about it, but you know it's a bit of fun. It is. Do you play ice hockey? <laughs> ice hockey. <laughs> well, if you, yours is of you. Oh no, is that American football? Uh, it's I American it was football. Oh, right, yeah, okay, so, okay. yeah. Um, well, that's it. I played, played and coached American football before. Yeah, and that was the sort of Stuart, who was the photographer. That was his, and and he wanted me to do that. But okay. um, that bit was fine. But if you look kind of closer at the photos to what I'm standing in front of, that was the kind of weird bit because um, there's two guys either side of me and. Wow. Uh, Aye, it was fun though. But yeah, so that was his day. I played American football for a couple of years, coached since 2007 or something. It's a sport I love. And uh, aye, that was the concept behind that one. There's another one of John Neal that I'm not entirely sure what his thought process was of that. <laughs> but John, John was up for getting tied up, so there you go. 
<laughs> I love Lorraine's photo actually of her on that bike. That's the second time she's done a bike one though. Was there not yeah. another one when they're flying their bass straight on a bike? That's it. The first one, and that yeah. was a sort of reinvention of that. So the first one was uh, Lorraine pedaling down Bath Street in front of her old office and the yeah. shot they took, I mean I think Stuart was actually lying out on Bath Street stopping Thank traffic you. to take it um, mm. so obviously we've kind of moved office and uh, that was the, the reinvention of the old show and obviously you know Lorraine's hugely into cycling so again yeah. it's just sort of capturing that. that That is good, I mean at the end of the day you know I, I guess it's difficult in business because people don't see your personality, they just see email, corporate and things like that so no I think that's really good, in fact to be fair we have a um, we have a photo shoot coming up in CPL shortly. Um, Jack Jack's organising it with a with a photographer that I've used before actually. That she lives in the Lake District, um, and um, Jack's trying to come up with some weird and wonderful stuff to do on photographs. So we'll see what we come up with. So you know, the good. best thing to do is what I've always found, and you've obviously I look after a lot of the sort of marketing thing side of our business as well, and I've been lucky enough to work with a lot of very creative people. And yeah. as much as you have a bit of input, I've always found that if you give them a bit of a free rein, um, yeah. the things they come up with are just spectacular. Yeah. And believe it or not, these type of photos, I think, are much easier than, you know, your, your boring corporate headshot where you yeah. turn your shoulders and look at the camera. Because um, you just, it's not natural. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whereas these ones, you do actually surprisingly feel, feel relaxed. Um, yeah. And photographers just, Kind of by definition, are very creative anyway. So I would just say, yeah, you, you've got a free reign. I'd love to see what you're going to come up with, Brian. Yeah, I'd love to know what was going through anyone's head with Ross Moffat eating a whole Google box. But anyway, we'll leave that one in the air. Yeah. Ross is big in cereal, that's what it is. Is that right? Okay. So, so, so you've spent quite a bit of time in the industry, spanning almost three full decades. I can't believe I said I've known you practically since you started. I think we did meet in 1998, Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the industry like when you first entered it? Do you know what's funny? And it is weird when you when you look back and three decades sounds extremely scary. Um, yeah. But it, it, what I, when I came into property management factoring, I had no idea what it was. Um, yeah. I kind of came out of college, wasn't sure what I was doing. I think I had a part-time job, can't remember. Went for an interview at a company um, and got the job. Uh, office junior at that point, um, doing a state agency. Which was fun. Um, can I learn some stuff? Did some strange things. Like I was actually talking about it to a colleague today. Um, we advertised in local newspapers, um, like the Evening Times and stuff. And part of my role was to cut out the adverts from the newspaper and sort of glue it to a board that we had. Um, shows you how long ago that was. But you know, like that, moved through to what was residential management at the time and then, then some commercial management and then got the opportunity that was there for like two years, got the opportunity to, to move up to uh, what was Spears Parney at the time. Yeah. Um, and as I said, no real clue what, what factoring was at the time, but you learned a lot. Back then there was so much paper. That's yeah. what I remember, you know, it was just paper. You know, you had to handwrite your orders. They were on a sort of duplicate book, you then had to write them up in a wee card every night um, so many letters um, uh, and ping pong memos, I don't know if you ever remember the ping pong memos that used to sort of bounce about the office, so it was probably old fashioned I think we had two computers serving the whole office at the time yeah. um, 
and then obviously you came in and sort of revamped the whole thing, and that's been a that's been a journey in itself. Yeah, yeah, it is. So right. I think it, it is a, it's probably an industry that's always been seen as maybe a bit old-fashioned because obviously factoring you're going back to the old sort of rent collectors and stuff, and as much as it's absolutely modernised and um, you know so far removed from that, I think even back then it was you know old guys in grey suits. Um, but thankfully we've we've moved on from that. You mean you're not old and you don't have a grey suit? <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer navy. And, uh, I'm feeling old now that you've pointed out I've been in this industry for nearly 30 years. So. Yeah, I yeah. think I, yeah, 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 because I wrote my first factoring project in 98, so I remember that. Yeah. I remember it well when I was a developer. So, so and how's Spears Gumley changed over that time as well? So from there to now? Well, that, I mean, that's the thing, thinking back about it, and, and obviously we have known each other and worked quite closely together for, you know, since I must be 98, and I remember the change where we did move from, as I said, it was an old kind of, I think it was an old sage system that we yeah, maybe it was, had, it was yeah, predominantly right. accounts yeah. based. Um, you came in and, and obviously we looked at, we needed a bespoke property management system, and you essentially, yeah. I think, coded and, and built that, and it's yeah. now obviously developed into what I think is recognised as the biggest um, and best, I'll blow your trumpet here, Brian, <laughs> system in, in property management in Scotland. Um, and that's been an amazing evolution to be part of, you know, from yeah. those days working up in Bath Street, having to transfer all the old ledgers, you know, you're there too. I know you and Lorraine were, you know, constant on it, but I know there's... A couple of, couple of old nighters, I remember, so yeah. yeah. Um, Lorraine tells quite a funny story about how she introduced you to the office ghost that um, you you probably remember. You might still be scarred from it. I don't know. <laughs> yes, very much so. Very much so. Yeah, so, um, and obviously there's people, there's myself, Arlene, Tracy and, and Ross who have all pretty, it's weird, but we all started within a couple of months of each other and we're all still here and I remember loads of late nights um, you know, making that transfer and that's that's been such a huge change for us um, uh-huh. that I've seen obviously over the course of time being here. Um, there's there's obviously been people changes in the office, um, a name change where we went from Spears Parney to Spears Gumley, but yep. I think the biggest change for me has been moving office. Um, yep. You've obviously seen both of them. There's Bath Street where I think uh, the company were there for I think 30 years. I was there I think 23, 24 uh-huh. It was a huge part of my life, you know. I kind of basically grew up there, um, and it was it was a bit of an issue. It was that sort of trepidation when we spoke about was it time to move and what yeah. we were looking for. Um, and coming from being a city centre based company to move into the outskirts of the city, it was a big decision, and you know, there was loads of things to take into consideration, um, yeah. accessibility for clients and things as well. But it, it's been absolutely fantastic for us. We've got this stunning office that really suits the way we want to build as a team um, oh. you know everybody's accessible it's completely open plan um, but that was a massive change for me personally um, but I'm really glad it happened and it's you know I'm really seeing the benefits of it yeah no I know I mean you know it's that I grew up in a, an old, a, you know an old kind of Victorian um, house in the middle of a you know a, a, a town or a village and you know and, and, and you guys were much the same you know you, you, you know I Although you have had big rooms in that big room out the back, there was a lot yeah. of smaller rooms and stuff like that. And, and, and you know, it, open plan just gives you the sense of, um, 
I don't know, belonging and being together and everything like that. We have a, a CPL don't CPL have a, a kind of a something that I've been used to. We used we did have some open plan actually. We were in an open plan office for a while and then we're now in kind of two or three rooms in a um a, over in park and and I have to say that given my preference I'd go back to to open plan with a couple yeah. of meeting rooms just for for, for privacy because it, it really I don't know it, it, I think it's difficult to build a good culture and we'll come on to that later on but, but difficult to build a good culture if you're you know if you're in totally separate offices in fact my other business inside legal has a fabulous office down in his head office in Farmer that's all open plan you know there's a couple of meeting rooms that you can duck into so that for for specific meetings but you know everyone everyone's in the same um in the same room but with a bit like I'm just I'm still looking at um at Ross with Cocoa Pops which is actually <laughs> scarring me now but I see you've got some kind of you've got kind of got some um partition kind of things but not only just for noise probably you know yeah so, that's exactly it. i mean yeah. exactly like you say there in terms of of, of just working with a team the whole yeah. place as good as it was and you know it's such a beautiful building it was the yeah. old i think lord provis um house oh, wow. um and it, you know it's a fab fabulous building and even you know the, the company are in it now they've it looks great i've passed it a few times so it was a great great building as i said just part part of my life growing up but yeah. the big problem was you know we were over from basement to, to attic over, I think yeah. it was five floors, and you could go days without seeing some of your colleagues because obviously yeah. we worked, you know, different sort of facets of the business. It, it wasn't uncommon not to see people, and then you'd bump into someone you hadn't seen for a few days, you know, you worked together, yeah. um, which now just obviously doesn't happen. Everyone is, is together, um, yeah. and there's, there is, it's completely open to the point where we don't actually have any doors in this office. Um, yeah. Other than the fire doors in and out, there's you know the, the office itself, couple of partitions, um, but it is completely open and uh-huh. it's great, great for great for the team, great for interaction, and great for the just just atmosphere as well. Uh-huh. With, uh, together with loads of breakout space, you know, we encourage that as well, where people just need a bit of time to either work in something or just 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 to have some space and a bit of time to think. And there's so many places in here to do that, and it, it, there's a real wow, wow factor in this office as well, where. Um, you know, so many people that come in um, are, are are actually blown away by the office, which is which is great, um, and it, it's just a really good place to work. Yeah, I think I think so. I think that certainly, I mean, I, the, my generation, you know, we we were used to just the office being the office. You know what I mean? Aye. But nowadays, with um, you know, with uh, Gen Z, is that what I call Gen Z? That I'll take kind your of, to it. Yeah, yeah. So 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 young. young. <laughs> The, the you know just people coming into work, um, the working kind of um, work environment. They're looking for so much more, and they don't yeah. want to be in a dingy, bloody back room, you know, with no air conditioning, no light, no no fresh air, and and these sort of things. So I think it, you know, giving giving people the environment and the um, in which to work, it, in some respects, could be could be better than money. You know what I mean? Because at the yeah. end of the day, you spend you spend the majority of your time in your work. You know, during the Monday to Friday, you know, you spend more time with your colleagues and 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 in your work environment than you do with your family. So, you know, mm-hmm. ha- making it a nice place to be is you know is a is a great uh, is a great benefit for your staff. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, as I said, I, I love the old office, but if you think of that that back room, um, there was I think six windows downstairs on the back wall yeah. and it looked into a lane, sucky whole lane, so it wasn't the best view. Um, there was no air, you know, we had the air conditioning, but there's that, anybody that works in an office, you'll, 
it'll be the, the, the constant struggle where it's either too cold or too warm and you've yeah. got or don't have the air conditioning on. Whereas you yeah. come here and it, having light and air makes yeah. an incredible difference to your day. Something that's so simple, but I probably didn't appreciate it before because you just, yeah. like you say, it's just the office, you just get used to it. But yeah. but here, um, you know, and even obviously this this week um, where it's, it's been uh, warm to say the least, um, yeah. The difference it makes to be able to, to pretty much open every window of obviously yeah. a huge balcony um, that we can open that people, you know, can come and go and, and the view we have over Glasgow is fantastic as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fab. Um, so aside from the um, Property Factors Act, has there been a change in the industry during the time, um, during your time, that's had a significant impact on your role? Um, there's been loads. Uh, Regulations is probably the obvious one where, you know, there's so many different things you're having to deal with that we probably didn't have to in the past and you have to make sure you're complying. And, you know, that's, I would say it's easy. You know, there's a lot of work to, involved in that. Um, but that's something, obviously, you have to be on top of. Probably now, if you're looking at certainly new build properties and different facilities, developers yeah. are putting into properties. Um, and, you know, the what clients want, want now in terms of, you know, like, like media, you know, the, the introduction of, um, you know, I'll use I'll use Sky as an example. With initially it was just a Sky dish, and then they then they upgraded that, and now we're you know Sky Q, and now they're looking again at you know different distributions for that. Um, yeah. We're dealing now with you know super fast broadband, um, where that's something that uh, is having to be a, a lot of new builds are getting installed, but obviously we're having to sort of retrofit it to a lot of buildings, um, and it's fantastic. You know, everybody wants it. I, I you know I have it. Lately, obviously, you know, you have as well, Brian, but as having to introduce that to blocks of flats can be mm-hmm. quite, um, uh, there's a lot involved in it. But the good thing is you, we've always been, we've always had good relationships with, with people um, who are involved in the different industries. And we've always found we're, we tend to be a wee bit kind of ahead of the curve, I think, um, where we're, we're trying to, to, to think, you know, what's going to happen in, you know, one, five, ten years time. Um, and, you know, we're, we, we have really good relationships with the with the providers of these facilities. Um, uh-huh. So more often than not, it goes quite smoothly. But you're seeing so many different things being introduced to properties. Um, and certainly now, as I said, with, with new media, even even door entry systems, um, which used to just be your, your kind of old phone handset. Yeah. Um, and now you can let people into your building via your mobile phone. And it's, um, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, you obviously, in your industry and what you do, I'm sure you're seeing a lot of this sort of thing as well. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we do a lot of, I guess, research into these sort of things as well to see how, you know, really to just bring it all together, I guess. And, you know, the, certainly the next 12 months is going to be um, one of the big things for us is is um, kind of BI reporting and, and, and dashboards for our clients so they can see a huge amount of information. But that's not just from... Um, our system, you know, you can then drag information from a whole load of other systems as well, yeah. and, and present that to people. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, innovation, IT, and, and the way things have moved um, is 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 phenomenal over the last kind of thirty years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things. Probably one of the things I'm most proud of is when we introduced an app, and I think we were yeah. the, the sort of first in our industry to do that and it was very simple you know we looked at what what do people want people are obviously on the move now um they don't necessarily want or they don't even necessarily have the capabilities to to phone when we are 
open or when you know during normal business hours. So sure. we delivered. Uh, we worked with a company and we delivered an app that um, has really, really worked over a number of years. Um, as I said, it's really simple. You know, you just look at what 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 do people want out there, um, and how do they want to contact us? Yeah, sure. And it's been sure. I spent a lot of time on that, and it's been really, really, really good, and really effective. Uh, cool. But again, you know, that was you know eight years ago, ten years ago. It's now yeah. moved on even more, and you're looking at what's out there, and you're speaking to software companies um, in terms of our website. You know, had a lot of involvement in our website, and the yeah. capabilities of websites these days are just incredible. Yeah, and it's exciting. You know, it's exciting to be part of something like that, and obviously dealing with you guys on a daily basis and all the developments we're seeing in CPL. And again, I can appreciate it even more from, you know, I, I, there was only it's only probably recently I've I've been able to call it CPL because it was GB two. You know, for, for quite a while, which probably not many people are under, will understand out with this conversation. But um, taking it back to obviously the very first software system we had from you, and mm-hmm. you know, the, as I said before, the journey we've been on to see what it's become has been it's been great. Yeah, no, understood. Um, so we spoke to the Ryan recently about leadership and culture at Spears Gumley, and she yep. told us about the team focus in your office. Can you share your perspective on the culture and how you, as a leader, contribute to that? Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing where it's something it's a word that's thrown about so so much. I think culture and and leadership, and it's it's very easy to just use them as, as buzzwords. And you know, I, yeah. I don't think cultures like beanbag chairs and pizzas on a Friday and stuff. I think it's basically like like Lorraine has has said, and what we try to you know to to uh, it's about being a team. You know, it's about having the same values. Make sure people are. Are feeling valued. They they have a voice. You know they listen to and and everyone's working together. And I think that's the biggest thing that we have here, where we are a team. You know everybody looks out for each other. We we support each other. And that even looking at our office, how our office is de- designed, it is completely open. Everybody's accessible, um, and everybody has a part to play in it. Um, you uh, when we bring people in, you know if we have new new staff that come in from you know within the industry or out with the industry um from all different walks of life i think the biggest surprise they have is just how accessible everybody is and how uh-huh. how much everybody works together uh, you know you've you've known lorraine for for a long long time and you know that she's very much about that sort of family family business is what she's always wanted to to sort of deliver um, and i think we we have that because it is uh, about working together you know nobody should should feel alone or on their own you know everybody's got an opportunity to express their ideas um and i think you know i've been lucky enough since a very you know from a young boy right up to to now and where i've either been part of it's all about sports for me you know i've I've either played in teams or i've coached teams and I've, i've seen the team ethic and it's always the the best performing teams are the ones that care about each other you know, they're there for each other and they support each other. Nobody's ever on their own. I think that's what we have here and I think that's that's the culture we, we build and we're, we, we value. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I, would, I would agree with that. I, th- I think you're right. I mean, culture, people talk about culture and say, you know, I've, I've stuck our values on the wall. Yeah. Know, <laughs> every day we walk in. But, you know, it, it, it is, uh, it's massively more than that. You know, and, 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 and the one thing to, to me... Is that you? You you know you should spend as much time on your people and your culture 
as you do on the the day to day business of making money and executing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should it should it should be something you spend uh, equal amounts of time on. And mm-hmm. and 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 I don't think many people can honestly put their hands up and say that they do. But you know what I mean. And even getting close to that is 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 absolutely fabulous. So yeah, yeah, I completely agree. With you. And that's the thing in here where and it's probably that you know you, you want to. Obviously, you need to analyse things, and you have to look at things you've you've done, and, and maybe things you could do better, or mistakes you've made, and, and how do we, you know, make sure that doesn't happen again, or how do we improve it? But actually, you know, celebrate what you have, um, you know, yeah. and celebrate your wins as well, because it's probably something we could do more of. Admittedly, we are, you know, we, we have big achievements. We do a lot of big, big things here, whether that be, you know, um, something that's happened with the staff, or you know, having a major repair scheme done. You know, we've had we've had um, developments where. There's work's been carried out, you know, over a million pounds. It's taken so much to actually get, you know, funding in for it, get all the owners together, and it's huge yeah. projects. And they're, they're incredible, and you see the end result. And it is generally because of what we do, and it is something you, you know, we just don't look after bricks and mortars. We, we look after yeah. people's homes, and you have yeah. to care about that. And I think that comes certainly comes from Lorraine, and, you know, it's, it's, it's all the way through the company, where we actually care about what we're doing, and we care about the, you know, the people we work with. And like you say, that the best way to deliver a good service to your clients is to have happy staff. Yeah. Look after your people, have everybody together. You'll absolutely see the benefits of that on the other side. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I would, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're building a great culture in there. Yeah. Um, so a topic that often comes up um, in this podcast, and I'd love to get your view on it, and that is the need to educate flat buyers and flat owners um, or 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 people buying um, property that has um, common areas of what their responsibilities are and what the role of the factor is. Um, do you agree with that? And if so, what what, what do you think about it? Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure it educates that. What I think making people aware of their responsibilities, but that, you know, comes probably way before they've even bought the property. Yeah. Um, and there is, you know, there has been changes afoot over the past past few years where, you know, historically you would see people coming in, they had no idea who the factor was or that they even had a factor. Um, then, you know, the first thing is maybe a notification of a, an introductory letter, which, you know, certainly we do, and I'm, I'm sure everyone else does as well. And you would get a phone call saying, uh, who are you and what are you talking about? Um, so it has to start probably way before in terms of don't think your obligations in terms of a property issue, your mortgage and your council tax, you know, you have yeah. to be thinking, you have to budget, that's the big thing. Um, because, you know, certainly the way the world's going at the moment um, and, you know, uh, cost of living and so on, and, and there's, there's not a lot of spare funds for people. Um, before making such a commitment to a property, you have to be aware of, you know, a wee bit further down the line, you could be looking at additional maintenance costs. Um, which could be, you know, something even just like redecorating the property to something a bit more significant. You know, if, if we do need to, to look at a new roof, if there has, there is going to be, you know, major stonework repairs. Um, you know, you, you have to budget for that. And you have to look ahead. There's been something that's been kicking about, you know, property management for a whole number of years in terms of looking at, uh, I think, building MOT is essentially what we've yeah. always been trying to. And PMAS have been banging that drum for a number of years. I think the penny's dropping a lot of places, and it might be something we see um, where people need to be thinking ahead. Um, you know, you do it for your cars, you do it for other things where you, um, you're you proactive about it. So it should be something, you know, 
let's look at my property. What am I going to have to be considering here in three, five, ten years' time? Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Actually, we have we interviewed Annie Flint on here oh a number of months ago. Yeah. And one of the things that she said was that she wanted to see the home report actually grow um, a bit more to actually talk about the common areas because yep. because you know that's the undoubt whether you agree with that or don't agree with that it would certainly it would certainly mean that homeowners got a view of something other than that square in the building that they're, that, that, that they're actually buying. Yeah, because yeah. they don't, I mean, that's the thing, you don't just buy, if, you, if you're in common property, you don't just buy it like the, like you say, the, the, the box, the vertical yeah. that you're living in. Uh-huh. Um, it is your staircase, it's your roof, it's your gardens, and there could be areas you don't even see. Um, yeah. Particularly with modern housing developments, you know, most now will have play areas in them. Yeah. And they could be quite a distance away from where your property is. You might not have kids, you might not ever have to use it, but you have a liability towards it and yeah. you have a liability to maintain it and ultimately pay for it. So yeah, I think it's one of these things where, you know, it's probably slowly changing a wee bit. I think it would, I would really like it to move a lot faster because it would make things a lot easier for people because you do it. There is a point where you, you know, people are coming in and they just don't realise what they've committed to. Yeah. yeah. And that can, that can be a real problem. Yeah, I think the, the the one the one that I think catches a lot of people out that we that we did, that I didn't mention that well maybe slightly is the downsizers. You know, the people yep. who have owned a, <laughs> owned owned a five bed house in a in a street for or, or whatever size house in a street for for thirty years. The, the the street was adopted by the council. They don't even know what a property factor is. And then yep. you know they move into a a development. They bought another house. They moved into a development. Then suddenly there's a um, a factor who's then because it, because it's not adopted and the yeah. factor needs to look after the grass. I think these guys. I was having a conversation with someone. I can't remember who it was and where it was, but it was a a person in industry. I think she maybe was an accountant or some of that. And and I, and I mentioned what I did for a living, and 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 um, said to me that oh yeah, I, I you know I've been paying this company for 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 years, and then some work we did done, and I and they asked me to pay for it. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's not a charity, you know what I mean? So I, I do think that there's, um, I, I do think that there's, there's, there's definite, I mean, whether you call it educational awareness, there's definitely a need for people to understand more what mm. happens. And that, you're right, that needs to happen pre, you know, them actually signing missives, you know, yeah. they, need to, they need to understand what they're getting themselves into. And it is, it's, it's something that, you know, particularly in Glasgow, and I remember having a conversation with, with David Doran and, and David Reed about it. I think we were part of the focus group or something, but looking at the sort of tenement stock in the city, um, mm. where Glasgow has so many stunning buildings, absolutely phenomenal architecture, historic buildings throughout the city, and a lot of them are being allowed to deteriorate um, for probably a lack of funding, um, yeah. maybe not a lack of will, but... If you're approaching a group of homeowners and you know asking for a significant sum of money, um, it can take a while. And in the meantime, obviously the building is um, yeah. you know is is, is deteriorating. Yeah. Um, because obviously we we have a really great relationship with Glasgow City Council. Their sort of funding schemes are fantastic, um, yeah. but it's not a you know infinite pot of money. Um, yeah. So these things we have to look ahead in these things and think what is this city going to be like in five, ten, twenty years time, yeah. and how do we look at maybe stopping that rot. Um, so that these buildings don't get to the point where it, you know the, the cost of maintaining is is just out with the reach of of, of your normal homeowner. 
No, no, you're right. You're right. I actually just one more, just one more thing before we get <coughs> on to Jackson's three quacky questions, which I'm really looking forward to, by the way. Um, and um, and yeah, I always remember when when I was looking for a flat with Sarah, who you know, yeah. And and we walked up to the front of a building, and she's obviously and uh, she's a commercial property manager, but um, or by trade anyway, yeah, she doesn't do that anymore. But um, um, and and we were standing outside this flat, looking at looking at this building, and I was like, oh, it's a cracking looking building. And she looked at the top and said. There's three trees growing out of the gutters at this building, <laughs> so you know it's an instant, it's an instant kind of um, red flag as to how is that is that building being looked after, is that building not being looked after? Yeah. And you know something, I would never even have thought about it. I'd never yeah. even have thought about it. And we walked away from it actually, and 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 I've I've heard since that there's um, from people who we knew knew living there that there's been you know there was it was there was neglect. You know yeah. of that of that building, and and you know if you if you just spend the money when you're as as you're going, it's far cheaper in the long run than the bill to repair the um, um, the deterioration. Yeah, yeah, just like prevention. Yep, better than better than cure, and that's the thing where, and we do that. Obviously, you've had the benefit of having Sarah's eye on that. Although considering you've worked with this industry for nearly thirty years, I'm disappointed. <laughs> you didn't notice a tree in the gutter. Um, but, you know, we, we do that, and it's just habit, and I'm sure every property manager does it, where you're just driving about or walking about, and you, you just clock things on buildings. Um, it's just forced a habit now, I think. Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean, I know what you mean. Right, well, that's been great. Thanks for my, thanks for answering my questions. No, you Jackson, can keep going, because I'm not really looking forward to this. No, 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 Jackson, 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 come and ask her three quirky questions. <laughs> yes, a little lighter note to, to finish the podcast. That's been really good listening to you both um, chat away there. Um, so what's your biggest failure across your career, Brian, so far, and what did you learn from it? Um, this is a, probably a tricky one because there's, there's been so many um, because you just make mistakes and that's what happens. Um, and I'm anticipating there's probably going to be quite a few before I finish up as well. Um, it's probably been quite a lot on this podcast, so you've got a bit of editing to do here. <laughs> um, so, I, nothing specific. Jump. I remember way, way back um, in the day where I wasn't, I was really busy. I thought I was really busy under a lot of stress. And I'd, I had these, going back to when everything was, was paper driven, and you had to post out your, your, your own mail. And I remember... Um, I just didn't get around to it, and this this mail had sort of been building up, um, and then I thought I, I can't send this out. And I started texting the dates out on the mail, um, and it was very stupid of me. Thankfully, someone pointed it out, um, and that did go bit. That those didn't go out with tipex on it, and I had to reprint it. But that that sort of helped me learn time management at that point, um, and not to let things build up and actually deal trying to. You know, you see that sort of that picture of someone trying to juggle loads of plates, and then the plates come crashing down. Quickly mm -hmm. learn you can't do that. You know, you focus on a job and get it done, and then move on to the next one. Um, th there was a couple of other things that I thought of as well. And it was before I was involved in property management. I was at college. I done marketing in college, um, which I really loved, and but I had an opportunity to to go on another course, which was um, media, film, and media. Um, and it wasn't something I'd something I was really interested in, but wasn't something I had sort of qualifications to get into. But my tutor at the time pulled a few strings and got the opportunity to go on that course. And I thought about it and then didn't do it. Oh. Um, and it's something I've uh, 
I don't necessarily regret it now because obviously I've had a really good career and I really enjoy what I'm doing now. But looking back on it, it was a real fear factor at that point because it was it was something I was interested in, but I probably was just too scared to just take that leap and just go and do it. Um, and that is something that stuck with me and it's now got to the point um, where I've since done so many different things because I just took the chance. Some have worked out, some have been great, some haven't, but actually just doing it and not regretting it um, because regardless of whether I, you know, I, I failed or I had a good outcome, at least I've done it. You know, I tried it um, and I'm very much of that mindset now. Um, and by having that mindset, I've had a lot of different things. Certainly I've used it in my career, which has been great. Um, but even out with my career, you know, some of the things I've, I've been able to achieve um, have been fantastic. And I'm, I'm really, you know, I have that attitude now where it's better to have tried it and failed than not tried it at all. Yeah, excellent. So when's your film and media course starting then? <laughs> Do you know, funnily enough, uh, <laughs> over the, from what I've done, I've been lucky enough to to do a lot of sort of media work. You know, I've done mm -hmm. some stuff with BBC. I was lucky oh. enough to, to do some writing with some people and, you know, had some things on TV, had some things on radio, um, wrote a couple of shows for the Edinburgh Festival. Um, so that's been great, uh, you know, sort of extracurricular stuff. Oh, nice. um, and it's been it's brilliant to be a part of um, because it is, and it's, it's one of the things you just, again, you know, it's one of these things, but I's probably big on as well, do what you love. Um, and that is a, you know, I've got lots of different passions and I like doing these things because, again, yeah. I don't want to look back and say, I, I wish I had done that because there is that one that sticks in my head um, and I don't want there to be a second one. Yeah, cool, nice. Good advice. Um, so if you ruled the world for a day, what would you do? <laughs> I was going to say something really deep and meaningful here, but there's probably no <laughs> point because we'd all come up with the same things. But um, <laughs> I'd ban the snooze button because <laughs> that's it's something I've never... I, I just I can't get my head around it where it does nothing. You know, I've never known anyone to go, oh, I had a nine-minute snooze and I feel great. Let's take on the world. <laughs> Um, it's just so yeah I definitely do that you know I'm I get up early in the morning I'm, I'm very much a morning person I get up there's things I do um, and then I get you know I go to the gym in the morning and then come out to work and it's great it sets me up for the whole day um, I, I'm not going to say you know I bounce out of bed every morning and then you know put a cheerleader <laughs> outfit on it's just something I'm, I'm able to do um, I usually don't upset an alarm but usually I'm, I'm awake before it, so I think the body clock's just sort of in tune to it now, but yeah. yeah, people that snooze, and then they snooze again, and then they keep <laughs> snoozing, and it's just pointless, because it makes them feel worse. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you need to set an alarm to get up in the morning, set it at a time that you're actually going to get up, and then just get up and, and, and do things. Yeah. <laughs> cool, nice one. Um, so finally, Brian, when you are 70, and you look back at your life, what will you be glad you did or feel proud of? Something you've either done already or something that you still want to do? Um, you know, I've been really lucky and I think that's something that everybody should be, you know, be be grateful for, for everything. Um, and looking back, I've had a really good career. I've worked with some really great people. Um, I've met so many good people. Um, so I'm really happy with where I am just now and everything I've achieved. And, you know, I've got despite the whole 30 years in the industry thing, I've still got a good bit ahead of me, I think, where there was a lot of things I wanted to do. But um, I think probably, the thing I'm, I'm probably most proud of is, is how, I, how I interact with people and how I treat people. 
um, because that's what you get back. You know, just just be kind, um, and that's something that I'm probably most proud of. Um, as cheesy as that might sound, I think it's got me a, a long way. Um, mm. And because of that, I've met you know loads of good people, really good relationships with people, and I think that was standing in good stead as um, retirement comes looming over the horizon. <laughs> so, oh, hang on, hang on. Jesus, you're only in your early 50s, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't you start mid 40s? Oh, yeah, right. Okay, so you're yeah. not as old as me then. So, no. so, and I'm not even thinking about retirement yet. So, <laughs> so anyway, although I'm definitely slowing down. Never mind. Okay, so so well, let's not talk about that because I have played literally one game of golf this year. So I'm, I'm not going to tell you how much that is around I'm on at the moment. And the only reason I actually went and played was because it was a tie and I had to play. And because um, you can't not turn up for a, for a for a for a tie. And my next one is on is on Wednesday next week, so I need to turn up for that. So if I if I lose, I may not play another game this year, which is just, I, you know, it's just time. It's mad, and I need to get far better at time management. And that's the thing, see, it's, I'm, not, I'm not into golf at all, so it's not something I can but I, I connect with, but I'm a huge sports fan, and that's something where if you find the time to do things that you love, you should definitely do it. And you, you know yeah. that, Brian, and everybody knows that, where you just... Time's there for the things that you really want to do. So, yeah. um, although I'm super impressed, you've only played one game and won it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you need, you need to keep the streak, keep the streak up next week. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent is not normally very common for me in a in a in a, in a season of golf. <laughs> right, brilliant. That's been excellent having you on. Thank you. It's great, been great to talk to you. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it. Man. Thank you. Thanks.